she then stated that the mayor of London was controlled by extremists, Palestinians. Now he has not he's not been asked to apologise. The Conservative Party said he apologised for it and we okay. Unfortunately we've had another person used to apologise a lot. Uh, named Johnson, you might remember, who made mistakes and apologised and made the same mistakes. Now, a lot of people will be wondering why Mr. Anson said this without any actual proof apart from our neighbourhood nutter, who I'll be talking to about next. Well, he did it for two reasons, I think, personally. He did it to bring disruption and doubt in the Mayor of London and the second reason is there's an election for the Mayor of London next so why not bring that into their incompetence as he sees it I think we all list the incompetence of certain members of the Tory party so that's why Mr Anne said that he refuses to apologise he probably believes he is right and the very part he was trying to defend I'll punish him. He was trying to promote the Conservative Party I believe to say look would you have a mayor who is controlled by Palestinians instead of controlled by the British people? Although I must admit Look at our way our so-called democratic country is. I don't think we, the people, have much control. Okay, I have this chance. I can say it out loud. And, and as I've said to you before, I'm not expecting you to believe everything I say. I'd like you to consider it, yes. But I'm not, for example, GB News. If you notice, their rhetoric is just that of racism all the time, doubt. I saw one guy, you know, talking about how, yes, these migrants take all our money. Well, the truth is they have no recourse to public funds. They will not be on the benefits. And even then, the case is. So let's talk about our second person, who's the main, I think, in a way, he said it because she said it. And she said so many things in her career have been racist even one a lady a conservative lady in the house laws said she was racist let me give a brief history of her she went to Oxford left Oxford and became a barrister I believe I've heard the rumour her big case was uh, the case between Noddy and Big Ears where Noddy accused Big Ears of growing his ears too big but the big thing for her, of course, was the padding to Peru case with the migrants. This was a case of to hate people from, from abroad. She failed, of course. I must admit, in reality, let me tell you, I would hate to have her as a barrister. She's not very good. This person I've seen have a debate with her opposite number in the house and run out. Because she can't think of a proper word. She has one tone of voice, mostly of hatred. I've never seen her say things nice. It's always, <laughs> hatred. 
she became Home Secretary under Liz Trust 49 year reign, 49 day, not year, thank God. Imagine if we had a 49 year of Liz Trust. Who's the third person? Um, this country would be in terrible straits. So, she became Home Secretary. She got fired because what she did was she shared private documents with her mentor. Now, as anybody who's been in any position of trust or power or on boards, I've been on boards where I cannot tell people what I've seen or heard, even though I might disagree with it. I can't go around and say, hey, look, look at this, look what they're saying. Isn't that stupid? No. You have to have some sort of right responsibility. And the funny, I think it's humorous how she got actually caught. She was sending an email with these documents attached to her mentor. And he's supposed to be far right, further right than her. And his wife. Why it went to the wife, I've no idea. Maybe, you know, it's some sort of, maybe they have a menage a trois. Horrible thought in my mind. But she sent the email to the wife, to somebody else, who then spoke out about her sharing documents. Thus, she had to resign. And when Sunak came in, he imposed the Home Secretary again. I can't see why. I, I, I think I know why. I know the rumours are that she helped him get his vision of Prime Minister and thus there was a deal made that if you become Prime Minister, I want to see it in the Cabinet and she would even ask for the Home Secretary. It's one of the most powerful positions in this country. Her rhetoric was the same, you remember? She quoted Martin Luther King of I Had a Dream but her dream was Migrants being flown to Rwanda. Why Rwanda? Is the Rwanda deal to go over is they're going to send a, several people, it's only a few hundred a year, we're talking about thousands, to Rwanda and they'll be there. They might have a chance of coming back. So far, the country spent 390, no, sorry, I apologise, 290 million pounds. They've gone around the government to secure this dream. That's about one person even going yet. But before they even do it, they're probably be, it'll probably be about four hundred million pounds. I got to a payment to make this year and a payment to make next year. God, it's the most stupid deal I've ever heard. Number one, I think they believe it will stop people coming to this country. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to Rwanda. If we go to England, we're not the thing with, we might go to Rwanda. They're only doing a few hundred. Oh, well, they might send Charlie, but not me. <laughs> Stupidity. Now, if they were doing loads of people, yes. Also, another point that's come out recently, and they've got the planes to take the people there. Maybe they do bus tours. So, her vitriol speeches are being against these migrants who are taking everything from us. Um, one guy was saying, they get up, you know, that money, 
they do not get HIV get benefits. They get some money, yes, but nowhere near what you're getting. But of course, they said it. GB News has been a voice for her, and I don't talk much because they had the red Dotty Doris, the person who claimed that there's a cabal calling this country. She knows who they are. And then she said the thing that destroyed the whole argument, Dominic Cummings is part of that cabal. If Dominic Cummings was part of that cabal, he wouldn't have been sacked by Johnson. It could have been the other way around. So there's the nutter, as I can think of her, another one. But So the week before a, a Palestinian march, she said, and we've got to stop these pro-hate marches. Not peace marches, she's got hate marches. And then she said, well, the police will allow those sort of things. They won't allow the far right to come out and demonstrate. Well, imagine you're a far right person. You hear that and said, oi, I'm going to do it then just to prove this is wrong. You know, that I have a right to demonstrate. I do believe people have a right to demonstrate, even though I disagree with public demonstrations. I don't think they work. And you do get an element to cause violence. Well, on the Saturday when the demonstrate, and on the Friday she spoke to the police chief, uh, commissioner, and it was very amicable, or so they say. On the Saturday the demonstration, now, these far-right guys came with hammers and that sort of thing, I said, we're here to protect the cenotaph. One problem. The march was two miles away. No one near the cenotaph that the Palestinians were doing. So there's another stupid thing. And on that day, I won't say no. Nobody on the Palestinians I got arrested. The majority of arrests were the far right. And on the Sunday, she came out again and spoke about how bad it was and all that. By the end of the week, well, she had to go. It was getting ridiculous, but it hasn't stopped her mouth. Uh, I will say, I should, believe, I should say, I believe that people speak, but she doesn't say any sense. So, her next thing was the homeless. And she actually turned around and said, homeless people are homeless because they choose to be homeless. Well, Mrs. Brabham, I was a rough sleeper. I didn't choose to be homeless. It happened. Uh, it happened to me a few times. So, totally rubbish. She went back at the Tory conference. She then spoke about, once again, the migrants. And she said, the storm is coming. There are 7 million migrants waiting to come here. The figure of 7 million comes from the total number of migrants in refugee camps. And I'm sure some of them do but not every single one. Once again, believe in fear. And now, her latest tirade is that the Palestinians rule this country. What I don't understand is why Mr Sunak hasn't done anything about her. It is, yeah, um, I'll tell you what happened to me. Um, it was just after she started off on the migrants thing. I was in Iceland and I said to, I just had to meet still woman. Terrible, isn't it, about this? 
Yes, they're taking all our money. They're destroying our country. What a load of rubbish. Because people believe it. Remember, if I say it, I can show you proof. I think. Not always the time, but mostly. There's no proof. So now we have her. The next person to talk about is trust of 49 days. At the Tory party conference, her speech was exactly the same speech which got her leadership, which destroyed this country. Okay, her chancellor took the bullet for it, but she believes it, she still does. She's now in America agreeing with some really far-right groups. I feel that once the election, I think, all the papers are saying the Tories will lose. I don't know if they will. I hope so. They've had 14 years old, according to Sunak during the week. They've only had a short time. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen? What do you think should happen? Should I do believe in the freedom of speech. And there's another thing I want to talk about, the second story, really. Well, those first two or three stories. But the government will produce a law in which the police have a power to stop any violent demonstrations. Well, they already had that. The problem is his interpretation of what violence is. Now, say 20 of you got together with a sign saying, Stop Ian. And you walk down the street, Stop Ian, Stop Ian, Stop Ian. Not a bad idea. That could be seen as violence. Or the potential to cause violence, really. And thus, the police would stop you. They should anyway if you say, Stop Ian. But... I think this is where the law gets and uh, I was talking to Neil Summers, you know. And we do talk most days. He's a very good supportive fellow. And we were saying, we're coming to 1984, yeah. A lot of things are coming out now. So that's it. This week's, that was the news that was. The... Racist um, content that the Conservative Party have in them. How they want to convince people. And also, the final part is stop the freedoms to talk, demonstrate. Yeah, um, as I said, I don't believe in it. I do believe you get a violent. I do believe you get a contingent of people who go to these demonstrations with one plan to cause trouble. I remember years ago I lived in, so this is totally different, but it's, a, oh, it's about football, which is one of mine. I lived in South London. I met a Millwall supporter in the book. He said, I love going to games. I said, well, it's good football, is it? He said, no, we have a good punch-up. And that's where they are. And some people believe the only way they can get a violence out by smashing somebody's face in. Sad, but true. So that's it for this week. Now, next week, next Monday, I've got a fascinating interview. I met with Phil Kerry. He's CEO of New Horizons Youth Club, which is just around the back of um, 
uh, Euston Station, or King, yeah, around the back of Euston Station, I remember correctly where it's off, sort of like behind both of them, both King's Cross and Euston. And uh, we spoke about, we spoke about youth homelessness. The figures at the moment are supposed to be 136,000. I suspect more. What can be done? So thank you very much and have a nice weekend.